Look, I know we haven't known each other very long, but I'm really starting to feel it's time we talked about marriage. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Is your marriage thriving or diving? There's a great little article in the March issue of Signs of the Times magazine that gives some really useful tips on what makes successful marriages work. The article in question was written by family life educator Trafford Fisher, who says that in the heat of the same-sex marriage debate, it's been pretty easy to overlook the relationship basics. We've done a lot of who can get married and who can't get married, but what about what is marriage? I think that's a great question. Mm. And uh, it it can be very exciting. There are, I think, some, or there has been, over the last decade or so, some fabulous research that's come out that can really help us in this area Mm. and and help couples uh, sharpen and develop their marriages into being something really special. Okay. Um, Okay. What about um, divorce? I mean, we we hear people saying things like, oh, you know, there's the young, you know, starry-eyed couple walking down the aisle and and some cynic says to them, oh, you've got a 50% chance of this not working out at all. Is that actually accurate? It doesn't seem for Australia. In fact, the ABS recent statistics for 2016 suggest there's been a drop in divorce and a slight slight increase in marriage rates, which is pretty exciting. That's fabulous good news. But generally, I mean, it's still sad that four out of 10 don't seem to make it. Mm, But mm. the good news is that six out of 10 do. And it's easy to Mm. concentrate on the four and we need to be aware of that. But let's get excited about the six who stay. That that are working, yeah. Yeah. And, And what we've got to do then is ask those six, you know, can you make your marriage even better than it is? Mm, this is mm. exciting you together, but let's not just exist, let's thrive. Mm. And that's my energy and my interest. Let's let's make existing marriages much more than just existing. Yeah. Let's get them thriving. Now, w- within um, your lifetime, Trafford, probably not mine because I'm, I'm just a young fellow, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the um, no-fault divorce laws came in in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, it became much easier to secure a divorce. Um, you know, yeah, there's a huge spike. But yeah. I think memory was 1974, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe I was alive then. <laughs> <laughs> but only uh, just. Yeah. And look, it was. And it was, you know, prior to that time, of course, there had to be some kind of, you know, it was all pretty horrible, but you had to have some pretty clear evidence that things weren't going well, that there was uh, some kind of cheating, some unfaithfulness. Um, but when the no-fault f- clause came in, it allowed... It seems, uh, you know, a lot of couples who, who were struggling, so it's gone. They yeah. didn't have to find a cause, mm, um, mm. just had to provide evidence that it simply wasn't working. Mm. So, is, is, so is it a good thing that it is easier to divorce in, in some ways? Oh, that, look, that's a neat question. Um, maybe it does provide the couples who really are working hard at the relationship and where the children particularly are suffering within a hurting relationship, mm. that they can uh, choose to end that relationship, but I still struggle with any relationship that ends. You know, it's still mm, sad mm. that it does that. On the other hand, I guess, Trafford, there are people out there who say divorce is, is too easy these days and people give up on marriage too quickly and they should work harder at it. I mean, that can come across very judgmental, but is there a grain of truth in that, that, that people don't try hard enough to, to save their marriage? Look, there, I think there's some truth in it. 
Kendra, I think if you know there's an easy way out, then then you know, you're more tempted to take it, I suppose. And there were some, you know, prior to that ruling, there where there was that kind of a, a block in mm. a way, if you like, a hindrance to just easily stepping mm. out of it. As, as well as social attitudes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, significant changes there. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the much more acceptance of that journey now to, towards divorce. But you're right, I think it would be neat if if at the same time they said, here's this no clause, you know, rule. No fault divorce. Yeah. Or, yeah. But let's say at the same time, let's educate and provide materials and resources for couples to try mm, and avoid mm. that step, you know, and that, that wasn't, of course, what they were about. The social attitudes changed, the rulings changed, there was more support for singleness, mm. uh, for single mums, there were more yeah. resources available. So the whole kind of what we call push and pull factors that yeah. pushed couples towards separating and pulled them towards separating mm. and divorcing. And uh, uh, what what the exciting thing is now, we need to note, Ken, is that in 2016, there was actually, as we said, a slight increase in the number of people getting married. Mm. And of course, the whole same-sex push for marriage in some ways, while we might debate about that, there's this kind of neat thing about it that uh, that the same-sex couples want to be married. Mm. And I think that could be taken as a positive. They want what marriage supplies, that sense yeah. of unity and connection and joining and legitimacy about the relationship. Yeah. So, so wow. that's a kind of a positive aspect to it as well. Now, now Trafford, you, you're a family life educator, <laughs> as you said, but you're employed by the Seventh-day Adventist Church to do that. So I'm going to ask you a question as, as a representative of the church, mm-hmm. as a church person. Um, we've heard a lot from churches about same-sex marriage and a lot of churches against it and talking about family values and, you know, the value of marriage and that sort of thing. But it strikes me that surely the most damage that has been done to families, like right now and for the last few decades, hasn't necessarily been through same-sex couples getting together, but it has been through divorce. We've seen a lot of broken people. We've seen a lot of children suffering through this. Surely, if the church was really interested in family values and really interested in, in marriage, they'd be intervening in that area more, you know, rather than, you know, making a lot of noise about same-sex marriage. That's a good point, Kent. I think it's a good point. And, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church has made a number of official statements mm-hmm. declaring its high value on marriage. Sure. And it's, it's also its, its sensitivity to those who aren't able to sustain their marriage mm-hmm. and, and the need to care and respect and, 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 you know. But you're right, Ken, I think, you know, and I guess as a family life educator, my interest has been let's educate and inform mm. and encourage couples in the whole arena of marriage to sustain and keep their marriage. Mm. And that's a role that I feel I've been able to play and others like me have Play yeah, that's great to, to to deal, I guess, in some way with what you've raised. Yeah, and uh, I mean, are there church groups out there running, say, divorce recovery programs or or Christian counsellors sort of helping the children of divorced couples to sort of get through that difficult stage? There is. There's a whole variety of, of programs out there, I'm sure, and and also marriage enrichment weekends. Mm-hmm. And and I myself involved in running marriage enrichment weekends again for that kind of purpose. It's this, mm. I guess, package, if you like. Sure. Uh, of, you know, there's there's this aspect of strengthening. Marriage marriage, there's this aspect of caring for those who are divorced, there's this aspect of, you know, gathering around the children and supporting sure. them. Um, my particular interest, of course, as I said, has been in the area of marriage enrichment. Um, mm. But you're right, there are church groups who are yep. still working that diversity and mm. trying to encourage and, and build marriage. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about marriage enrichment and, and your article that you wrote for Signs of the Times, uh, Secrets of Highly Successful Marriages, which you, you'd have to confess you sh- sort of 
stole from a, a book by Shaunti Feldhahn, who, who you who you quote extensively in in that article. Yes, it's it's um, in fact the title of her book. Uh, yeah. And I, I was upfront. I wasn't. I wished it was my stuff, but it's not. <laughs> uh, that the title of the book is the surprising secrets of highly happy marriages. Shaunti Feldhahn was just a delightful lady. She was a Wall Street analyst mm-hmm. for many years, and then she switched across to analysing social research. Okay. And started to dive into the area of relationships, particularly marriage. And she's written a very a, a multi mean selling book uh, for women only, where yeah. she describes to women what men need. Okay. And then she and her husband wrote the flip of that, you know, one for what for men only, what, what women mm-hmm. uh, need. And then she did this highly successful marriage one, and that really sparked my interest, Ken, mm. because what she did, she points out the fact that generally when it comes to the area of marriage, the the the, the, the trend or the, the general research is what's the problem with this marriage? How mm. come it's not working? So o- ha- always diagnosing pathologies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so let's look at what's not working. Then we yeah. ask the question, well, how come it's not working? Let's mm-hmm. dive into this and, and we'll find the answers and fix it. What she mm-hmm. said is, no, let's go and find all the highly successful couples who right. are married right. and learn what they are doing. And I love that approach. She says yeah. it's real positive. Mm. Let's, let's, and she's interviewed over a thousand couples. And, and the way she worked at Kent was that she asked this question, are you happy in your marriage now? Mm-hmm. And they had to answer that individually separate. And all the couples, like the males and the females who responded yes mm-hmm. to that question, she classified them as highly successful couples, okay. right? Because they independently said yes. Then the ones who said maybe, most of the time, she put those down as, you know. So, so what, what, what sort of things were they saying yes or no or maybe to? To that, that, that one key question, mm. are, you, are you a highly happy sort oh, of okay. couple. Oh, Are you right. happy with your marriage? And she had some certain indicators. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she had a variety of, of uh, if they, if, see, if they answered yes, mm-hmm. all the time, which implied all the time, kind mm-hmm. of, we're highly happy. Um, she called those the highly happy married couples. Right. And then, uh, and then she asked the question, well, actually, here it is. I'll, yeah, I'll, you, I found you, the page. You, you've got the book right there. Yeah, right here. Now. Are you personally generally happy in your marriage these days and enjoying being married? So that was the question. Mm-hmm. Are you personally generally happy in your marriage these days and enjoying me? And the the options were yes, yes most of the time. It depends. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Mm. Number four, not really. And five, no, I'm really unhappy. So okay. they were the categories of answers. All right. So my, my answer in the case of my marriage is probably yes, mostly. Okay. Do, do, does that put me in the... Category of, um, of a highly effective marriage or a highly successful marriage? Um, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what, you, what you says, the couples I most wanted to study and learn from have it were those where both the husband and the wife independently and anonymously chose yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And these are the ones who, who said, yeah, the, these are the ones she classified and gave the title of the, of the book and, and the document I wrote, Secrets of Highly Successful Couples. So these are the ones that she really wanted to check in in. Okay. Well, let's, let's explore that because I, I really want to know, well, what are the characteristics of these, of these highly successful, um, highly effective marriages? Oh, well, there's a number of points she discovered, a yep. number of things she discovered. And, and what surprised her was that these couples themselves, if you ask them, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's, the, what's the secret to your highly successful marriage? A lot of them couldn't answer it. 
Oh, really? No, they weren't able to I say. Had no well, idea. No, <laughs> they weren't able to say. Well, well I'll, you know, here's the things we do. They kind of had to pause and think about it. Okay. And I've noticed that in interviews, Kent, where you'll see somebody who's, you know, 99, and they'll mm-hmm. say to them, "What's the secret of your long life?" And they don't. You know, oh, you know, it's like they've never thought of it. No, well, never really thought of it. That's really interesting, Trafford, because often what we say is, you know, if you want a happy marriage, you've got to be intentional about it. Um, but what this sounds like is that these guys are, are doing this sort of thing automatically. But yes, true, but they've discovered what they need to do automatically, if that makes sense. Even right? if they discovered it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's um, what, here's, here's one of the things she discovered, Ken, is that the, the small things really matter. It okay. really blew her away. Yeah, such as? And that this, uh, uh, well, she wrote this neat little thing, Secrets for Him and Secrets for Her. Okay, and, all right. And she said, the small stuff does really count. And there's five of each, aren't there? Like yeah, well, five? she came up with five for each one. Yeah. But the, and she said, the few, the small the huge. Okay. And she said, in our surveys, two categories of a few small actions surfaced. The first category consists of a few specific things that matter to almost every member of your spouse's gender. And then she said, there are some that specifically matter to your specific gender. Okay. So there is a real, there's a, a real gender thing. There's a bit of men from Mars, women from Venus sort of um, aspect to this. Yeah, there is. She found that there were some things that for a woman, this really meant heck of a, and I'll, I'm happy to share those. Mm. And she called them the fantastic five. Okay. And and one of the things behind this was, she said that the highly successful couples believed the best of their mate, somewhat regardless of how they were currently being treated. Wow. Right? So so you are awesome. Yeah. You are you beautiful. Are fabulous. You're an incredible yep. person. Yeah. I'm the I'm the winner in in marrying you. Mm. They allowed those thoughts to be a part of their everyday approach. Mm-hmm. Sure. Even though just now their spouse might have been a bit cranky with them. Yep. And things weren't really cool. They still hung on to the belief right. she intentionally is not. She's not doing this intentionally. She loves me. She's just tired or, you know, right. they so, believe so this, the best. This, this is like what my wife says to me occasionally. She says, I don't like you right now, Kent, but I still love you. Perfect. That's great. She's got <laughs> so, it. So they're able to separate yeah. the, the, the behavior that's happening at that moment or the mood they're feeling, exactly. the emotion they're feeling at that moment from, from what that. they know is this underlying... Yep. Anchoring belief. Yeah. yeah. Unconditional love. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Here's the fantastic five for him. You ready? Okay. Now, we've got it in the article, but we'll just share okay. with our and, listeners. And, and when you say for him, this is the things that, that, that a wife does that, yeah. a, this is, that the this husband is what thinks a, is fantastic. Yeah. This okay. is what a wife. So, number one, he notices his effort and sincerely thanks him for it. Right. She, she, notices. she notices what he does yep. and thanks him for it. So if he wipes down the bench, mm-hmm. now you and I can, we, we do that, right? Yep. But if, <laughs> if he wipes down the bench, she notices that and says, honey, thank you. The, the, you do, that's just fabulous. Right. See, because there's this general thing that we've found that women thrive on communication, but men thrive on affirmation. We'd right. love to be affirmed for what we do. So what men want is is really for their, for their woman to notice that the man has gone to an effort and, and done yes. some sort of loving action. Exactly. They recognize recognize that and, and highlight and it. thank him for it right they actually thank him for it so honey the way you mow the lawn nobody mows the lawn like you do in yep. in sydney yep. and he'll be out at night with a torch mowing the lawn yeah <laughs> we, we just love being told hey yep. we're doing a good yep. job but she says if the husband wipes down the bench and the mm. wife comes in looks at it and and gets a cloth and and re-wipes mm. it mm. it's all gone you okay. Know, the, the, it, it just, he was, his heart will sink. 
Yeah. Well, or if he actually makes the bed, and he doesn't quite make it right. But she says, "Honey, that's fabulous. You, you make the bed, you know." Yep. Yep. But if she pulls it up and changes a bit more, he'll say, "I oh, figured I won't make it again." Uh, so there's a kind of yeah. Then no one, no one wants to feel incompetent and, yeah, exactly. and useless. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's difficult for a partner, though, isn't it? Because there are times when you want to help your your spouse to to do better at what they're doing. You can see their hearts in the right place. Yeah. They're trying to help, yeah. but for goodness sake, they're just doing it wrong. <laughs> just, exactly. And if we could just live with it a little bit. Look, he's done his best. That's good enough for me. You know, mm-hmm. just live with that. Number two was you did a great job at. Mm-hmm. So where the wife specifically says, you did a great job of, of that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the first one is notices his effort and thanks him uh-huh. for the effort. Okay. Right? Number three, mentions in front of others something he did well. Oh, this is uh-huh. crucial, isn't yeah, it? this is stuff. And it said, this deeply pleases 72% of all men. So right. being actually say in front of his mates, hey, you should see the way my husband yeah. cleans the bench. Yeah, you know. Because so sometimes, I mean, let's face it, when when we're out with other couples, um, it's often a, a bit of a chance to yeah. have a bit of a needle yeah. of your spouse <laughs> like, because you, you're in a place where they can't go you. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's so a chance to sort of drop in a bit. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So if, yeah. if you're there as a man, you can say to your mates, oh man, my missus, you know, she's yeah. the boss, she's, yeah. she's you know, bosses and we, me around and, and, and she can't say a thing uh, because you're in company. But, but <laughs> You but, cop what, it when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> Most true, what she found was clear as a bell, you know, that, that nearly three quarters of men, all men said, that really counts for me when right. she says something about what I did or have done yep. in front of, the, of my friends wow, or did others. Wow. The fourth one, uh, can, is that she that shows that she desires him sexually and that he pleases her sexually. This deeply pleases eighty five percent of all men. Yep. And surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that comes through pretty clear. Yep. Uh, men like to know. I think. Mm. We're doing okay in this arena. Yep, you sure. Know, and if we get the short straw there, you know, we mm. just wear well, hey. And and when our wives are able to say and affirm us for mm-hmm. for our our uh, ability to please her and be happy, and in fact, it's tied to the next one. She says, number five, it makes it clear to him that he makes her happy. Mm. So mm. she says to him, honey, you make me happy. Mm. So uh, you were spot on before. Yep. Just now I'll be cranky with you, but hey, you make me happy. Yep, yep. So, 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 so number four, you rock my world. Yeah, and number, number five, five, you make, you me, make happy. me happy. Yeah. That sort of seems to be a theme sort of coming through here um, with these five five things that, that work for him, the f- fantastic five for him. He, A man is really looking for his wife to express and communicate positive things about her husband to her husband. He, he's wanting her to articulate what, what she likes about him. Is, is that what it comes down I th- to? I think you're spot on. Yeah. And again, they use that word affirmation. Mm. A lot of husbands, it appears in the research, they, they don't get affirmed. Their wife puts mm. them down or takes a lot for granted. Mm. And what her research, I think, clear as a bell shows, we as men love to know we're doing okay. We're, yeah, we're being yep. who we're supposed to be. We want we're, feedback. Yeah, but positive feedback. Yeah, yeah. Now, we don't want, I think, we, yeah, we don't want false feedback. That's no yeah. good to us. But when we can, when our, when our efforts are acknowledged, mm. we thrive on that stuff. Yeah. You know, we'd love to know that. The flip side, and I'm, this is the fantastic five for her. When I first read this, Ken, I thought, Nah, you got to be kidding. Really? It, yeah. It, yeah. This is this <laughs> is just peanut stuff. This is this doesn't say, but it's fascinating what emerged. And uh, she says a husband will have a big impact on his wife when he does the following: number one, takes her hand. Now I read that and I thought, oh, just holding her hand, <laughs> easy. I mean, we, we want the we want the you know, the solid stuff. We want mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But it's amazing. This ple- deeply pleases eighty-two percent of all women. 
Wow. Now, right there, you, you picked it, Kent, in the, in, for, for men, it's this real sense of, of affirmation, support, respect. Positive feedback. Yeah, positive feedback mm. that's respectful. What, you, you listen to these, they're, they're quite different in a way. Mm. And, it and they're all to in, a different in a theme thought. as well, are they? Yeah, you listen to this. Number one, takes her hand. Mm. Number two, leaves her a message by voice, smile, email or text during to say to, today to say he loves and is thinking about her. This deeply pleases 75% of women. So it's this acknowledgement, mm. thinking about you, remembering you, mm-hmm. love you in a little message or an email. Get the feel of these. Number three, yeah. puts his arm around her or lays his hand on her knee when they are sitting next to each other in public. Right. And I thought, nah. Again, I thought, oh, come on. <laughs> this is just crazy stuff. But it's profound. And it just keeps coming through. There's this real sense that a lady wants to know she's treasured, mm. she's loved. Mm-hmm. You know, her husband is investing in her and she feels that, especially when he does it through expression. And what's interesting, a lot of our listeners might have heard about the love languages. You know, we yeah, love the five primary love, five love languages. Was that Gary Chapman? Yeah. Someone yeah, Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's, a, you know, touch, um, gifts, uh, quality well, time, yeah. uh, words of affirmation, yep. etc. Acts of she, service. Acts yeah. of service. Mm. And she says, even, even reg- sort of, not in spite, but regardless of your, of your gift. Mm. Your love language. Your love language, sorry. Mm. These count. Mm. These little touches. So, so the touch is still valuable for a person who may not kind of think their love language is touch. So there's sure. something about this. And puts his arm around her like, I my wife's not here, but I don't mm. think she'll mind me sharing a story. Can some time <laughs> back I was sitting in a public place, there's a lot of people all around us, and I remembered this. Yeah. And I reached out and just put my arm around her and sat there for a while. And on the way home she said, You know, when you put my arm around there, I glowed. Wow. And I remember thinking, Sure, he was right. <laughs> so just, you are you yeah. are both ticking boxes then, because yeah. if you put your your arm around her in public, showing the world, mm. hey, this is my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be seen with mm-hmm. her. Um, y- like you're ticking the box there, so far as the five fantastic yep. Yep. you know things for yep. her. But when she gives you feedback, Trafford, what you did then, yes, that was amazing. Yeah. That's one of the That's, fantastic five for him, right isn't there. it? We can be a successfully, highly happy marriage. Boy, you guys are an inspiration. <laughs> there you go. I take, I take courage. Notice number four, tells her sincerely you are beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, I was fascinated, tells her sincerely. Sincerely. You know, it's got to be a, a sure pick if we're not. Yep, yep. Uh, and number five, I, this is, this is a, a challenge uh, I'm, for a lot of us, us men. I don't want to speak for all our men listeners, but I'm mm-hmm. going to put my hand up and say for me, yep. pulls himself out of a funk, and that's her word, pulls himself out of a funk when he's morose, grumpy, or upset about something instead mm. of withdrawing. Uh, yeah, that's, of, a, that's about being other-centered rather than self-centered, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than wallowing in my yeah. feelings. It's about yeah. saying, well, wait a minute, my, my wife needs me now. Yeah. And I, I need to be present. Yep. And I can be angry. I can be upset. But let's not withdraw and pull away. Mm. John mm. Gottman's research showed that in 85% of marriages, it's the man who gets defensive. And he talked about, you know, sort of pulling away. Yeah, retreating um, to his cave, yeah, as they say. Yeah, the cave language. Okay, going to the man shed. Yeah. <laughs> we, we tend to pull away because we're, we're uneasy. We don't always feel comfortable working this emotional arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Shanti's research, you know, brought out that if we can have the ability to say, look, yeah, I'm angry, I'm upset, but I'm not going to dwell on that and, mm-hmm. and live on the thing. And and the tricky thing is we tend to punish our yeah. partner by withdrawing and so I'll fix, I'll just pull away and yeah. I'll punish you with silence. Serious. And he pulled himself out of a funk. So that's something that I think, you know, when you think about each of those, 
that, that you know, the touch in public, that the I love you messages, mm. you know, staying emotionally present. Yeah. It's all about this sense of intimacy and warmth and, mm, and, mm. and what a woman feels to be loved. Yeah. So I get this sense a man wants to be respected. A yep. woman wants to be loved. Well, that's funny because I, I got something a little bit different out of that. I, I got the sense from that that a man wants to feel that he's competent and successful mm-hmm. in what he does, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that when he tries his hand at something, wh- whether it's mowing the lawn, whether it's making love to his wife, mm-hmm. you know, that he gets thumbs up from his yep. wife and they, yep. they, hey, I'm getting mm-hmm. feedback. I'm yep. getting full marks. This is great. I feel like a good person. Yep. Whereas the uh, this flip side of that is that it seems from this research that what women want is not to be told they're competent at something or good at this or good at that. What they want to be told is that you intrinsically are special. You intrinsically are beautiful. Um, I'm proud just to be your husband. You know, it's it's not about what they do. It's just about who they are. Yeah. And I guess that when I was saying about they want to feel loved, you're yeah. spot on. That's how they, I sense, feel loved. Mm. They are valued. They're counted very, very special. Mm-hmm. And so these, to me, these are if it's symbolic in a way of saying to our partner, as you said, you are special, you mm. are mine, mm. you count, um, you were there for me as my number one. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's got that somewhat of a different, that male-female difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just found that fabulous. And, and what it does, it allows us to move away, as we said at the start, Kent, from, you know, what's the problem with this marriage? Mm. And look, spending a whole lot of time looking at what's wrong mm. and saying, how can we, let's join the highly successful couples. We can do this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, This is stuff that we can do. Yep. I, I just got to be mindful of, you know, holding a hand in public, put a arm around it. And it just seems those small things count. Mm. That was the mm. very point. The small things count. Right. Some people listening to this, Trafford, might think, I don't know, this is a little bit Pollyanna-ish, you know, because, mm. uh, you know, my husband isn't that competent around the house. You know, he folds the clothes all wrong, despite how many times I tell him to do it right. You know, he, he mows the lawn and there's chunks, you know, <laughs> le- <laughs> no, left, le- left over. And yeah. and quite frankly, he's probably not Errol Flynn in bed. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and husbands are possibly thinking the same thing. Well, yeah, my wife is a nice person, but... <sighs> You know that there are, you know, plenty of actresses and supermodels mm. who, quite frankly, I'd have to say, are probably prettier than her. How, how can I look her straight in the face and tell her truthfully that that she's beautiful? I mean, how do, how do you deal with with that mindset? So Shanti here, uh, and let's refer to her book again. She has this neat little chapter or uh, section in the book, and she talks about uh, keep your fantasies real. Okay, keep your fantasies real. And I guess, Kent, you're spot on. It's easy for us as partners to imagine our particular partner should be more than who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where she said the highly successful couples picture their partner and operate on a modus operandi. Their partner means the best for them. Mm-hmm. Their partner loves them and they will operate at that level right. and not dream and fantasize about this other person you know, mm, mm. is is better. You, you operate that, you're going to be hurting all the mm, time. Mm. And she look, and she does say these particular things that she highlights in a book, and it surprised her as well. You yeah, know, they're so uh, simple, aren't yeah, they? That's, yeah. that's they're doable. They're know. doable. They're simple, but, but they're profound but as you, in their effect. Yeah, but as you, I think, maybe suggesting, Ken, that if a couple is struggling in their relationship, mm-hmm. trying to manufacture these may not. You know, there may be some key issues that are. Deeper issues of personality, sure. of you know childhood, something that 
might be eating away at their relationship mm-hmm. and, and they may need some some special care yeah, and some assistance. Professional yeah, professional counselling. And I'd encourage our listeners to do that. If you yeah. find that, you know, that the marriage is just trundling along and there's some deep issues, mm. get some assistance. And, and that's what we're saying here, Kent, that successful marriages are the ones mm. who admit mm. to and seek help for their problems. Yeah, yeah. We often have this idea, oh, if I go and get counselling, where if I, you know, the very opposite. Mm. It's the successful couples who seek help when they yeah, need it rather yeah. than kind of plugging along and hoping for the best. Well, there's, there's that old saying, isn't there? You know, I spent my whole life looking for the perfect woman, but unfortunately when I found her, she was looking for the perfect man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So who, who of us really you know, yeah. is, 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 is Look, perfect. you're spot on. If, if, if I'm tempted to think, um, yeah, my wife's not quite measuring up there. I'll just look yeah. in the mirror and think, and I know else. I know who yeah. else is not measuring up. Yeah. It's okay. You know? what, what I see is coming through those those five fantastic you know points for him and her though is they're really looking for the positive aren't they they're, they're not saying my no. spouse is perfect no. but what what they're yeah. saying is look for the things that yeah. your husband is competent mm. in mm. Uh, look for an opportunity yeah. to compliment him yeah. you know look for the ways in which your mm. wife is beautiful is special is special you know mm. is precious to you and and highlight those to her communicate those to her it, it doesn't yeah. mean that it's all roses and everyone's perfect no, no. No, but, that's true but look for the positive exactly in fact she's, again she's got this chapter they successful couples think they hit the jackpot. Oh, okay. So it puts together what you just said. Very well, Ken. Yeah. They say, hey, the person, the lady of God, the man of God, mm-hmm. it's the jackpot for me. Mm-hmm. So you're right. And that takes a bit of courage and genuine mm. ability to stay on the positives, to look for the positives, to highlight those, to live mm. with those. Because as you're suggesting, it's very easy for us to, you know, keep a bucket list of the negatives. Mm. And start making comparisons. Ah, seriously. And, we make comparisons yeah, yeah. You know, we, and we just dwell on, oh, she doesn't do this and doesn't, he doesn't do that. Yep. That's easy stuff. Yep. But it's damaging. Anyone can criticize. It's damaging. It takes, yeah. And, and uh, Gottman's research, again, John Gottman's research highlighted the fact that one of the characteristics of couples who who inevitably don't do well use a lot of criticism. Mm, mm. So as soon as we criticise, we, we're just going to damage the relationship. Mm, and look, mm. we might forfeit every now and then, but hey, when it's galloping through our marriages on a regular basis, we're going to be in trouble. Mm. And and you are spot on. Shaunty's research says, no, no, these successful couples have factual fantasies. They boss their feelings around. They ah. keep score on what they owe, not their partner oh, owes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they believe the best, they know little is big, and they just hang out together and keep the whole thing fun. Wow, that's incredible. So look, if um, if you're listening and, and you're interested in finding out more about that, um, Shaunti Felden's book is uh, entitled The Surprising Secrets of Highly Happy Marriages. Um, have a Google of that. I'm sure it's around on Amazon and, and all good bookstores, as they say. Mm. And um, and Trafford, your article is in this month's um, edition of Science Magazine. So And that's a great little summary of, of those uh, five fantastic points for, for him and her. So um, I do encourage you to check that out. Thank you very much, Traffic Fisher. Thank you, Kent. Been nice to be with you. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit scienceofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.